Hi, welcome to Feel the Boot. I'm Lance, and today I want to talk about the joy and agony of delegation as a founder. As you can see from the set behind me, I'm back at home and the house survived the fire. So I'm pretty excited about that and really excited to share this piece of advice with you. It's information that I end up sharing with almost every founder I advise at some point during their journey. One of the principal problems of being a founder is that you don't scale. There's only one of you, and as much as you may try, you only have so many hours in the day. And yet, there's an ever-increasing amount to do. As your company grows, the responsibilities multiply exponentially. And the path of a founder is almost the inverse of the typical career path. Normally, you're hired and you don't have much responsibility. You're a junior person. And as you move through the corporation and get more and more responsible jobs, you're taking on more responsibility. You have other people reporting to you. Your scope of your job expands. It's really the opposite for a founder. When you start, you have all the responsibility and all the tasks, all the to-dos all at once because you're the only person there or you and your co-founder. So in addition to being CEO, chief marketing officer, technical architect, you're also the janitor and everything else, right? You're the accountant, you're doing all these different tasks that aren't really your core competency, but they have to get done. And then the whole game is how fast can you give away that responsibility? The trick then is to take off the hats, give away responsibility. You had to do literally everything to start with as fast as you can, you want to have other people doing more of those things so you can stay focused on the tasks that only you can do. So you're divesting yourself of responsibility as fast as possible because of course you don't scale and the company can't scale if it's you dependent for all of those tasks, but they still need to be done. Someone has to be doing the accounting and doing the janitorial activities, probably shouldn't be you. So those can be handed off to someone else. One thing you really need to be focusing on is that there's a whole set of things that only you as founder and CEO can be doing. Responsibilities that literally cannot be delegated. As quickly as possible, you wanna to get to a point where that's all that you're doing. You're spending 100% of your time on the tasks that only you can do and giving away every other task to someone else. You're probably overestimating how many of those things there are. And one of the things you'll be doing as the company grows is finding new things that you thought only you could do, but actually you can give to someone else and have them do instead. When there's only three or four people in the company, you're still gonna be doing a lot of things yourself. When you get to 30, 40, 50, 200, 1,000 people in the company, then the things that you're doing as CEO get very narrowly defined and almost everything is being done by someone else. You may be just setting vision and talking to investors and worrying about strategy and worrying about who is in the company and working on the company, not in the company. Now, I talked about the agony of delegation and that was certainly my experience of it early on. And the problem was, I knew the business so much better than everyone I hired. You bring in someone new 
and you've been working there for a year or two, perhaps getting things up and running. This person's just walked in the door. They don't understand the nuances of your technology. They don't understand the psychology of your customer, perhaps. They just don't get so many of these details big and small about the way your business works. Almost inevitably, this means you can do their job better than they can. This person you just hired, you've got to watch them do things badly. You're going to watch them do them wrong or slow, and you're going to have to let that happen. Just bite your lip, give them some guidance, give them some coaching. The reality is you have to be doing other things, the things you need to focus on, the things only you can do. So even though you can do this person's job better than they do. Certainly at first, you still need to have them doing it so you can stay focused on those things that they can't help you with, that they can't possibly do. And that to me was always the pain, was giving away responsibilities and watching them done in a less than ideal way, or sometimes just not the way I would have done them. And of course, it often feels like the way I do them is the right way. I think we all end up feeling that way. But the reality is, it isn't. Give the people the room to do that work. But I found it incredibly difficult to give away those responsibilities. And as it got closer and closer to my core competencies, it became harder and harder. It was very easy to give away responsibilities for things that I knew I wasn't good at and didn't enjoy doing anyway. But as it got closer to the center, as I was starting to have to delegate things like software architecture and security design, things that I am passionate about and good at, that became extremely painful, but it still needed to happen. I had to get people in who could take that on. And in due course, they did become good at it. Eventually, most of them became far better at it than I was. After all, I wrote the first versions of our software at Anonymizer. I wrote all the 1.0s of all of those tools in the early days. But I gotta tell you, I hired a lot of people who are far more competent programmers than I am. It took a while for them to sort of get where I was going and understand the nuances of how we were approaching things. But once they got it, they surpassed me easily. They were much better programmers than me. And that's true of so many of these areas. It may take time to help the person get up to that speed, but once they're going, you will thank yourself for having given away that capability because not only may they be inherently better at it than you, they're also able to focus on that thing. While it was just one of a hundred tasks to you, ideally it's the task for them. And that brings us to the joy aspect of delegation. Seeing the people that you've hired and brought in and delegated to outperform you in the long run, creating new capabilities, bringing new ideas to the table that you never would have, and seeing your company grow and thrive because you've handed those things off. And the next time you need to hand over something that's causing you a twinge of pain, remind yourself of how effective that was, how good it felt to give away those responsibilities. And remember, you're not having to do those things that you hated doing. I'm not an accountant. I don't enjoy accounting. It was so nice when I was able to finally delegate accounting to someone and all of that went away. And I just got the reports and we talked about the strategy, but I wasn't actually doing the day-to-day -day accounting. Similarly with system administration, that midnight call when a system went down was not my favorite thing. One of the best days in my business was when my pager, and this was back in the days of pagers, when my pager was no longer on the automated call tree when a system went down. There were other people who were fully capable of dealing with that at two in the morning and getting the system up and running, 
and within a short time, in fact, much better at it than I was. And what I cared about was how many of these are there? Are we doing root cause analyses? Are these problems getting solved in a way that really fixes them as opposed to just patching them up and keeping them running? And that's the level at which I needed to be thinking about it. I didn't need to be involved in the technical aspects of it at all. I needed to have people I could trust and rely on and had truly delegated those responsibilities to and then work with them on the high-level objectives. What are the key performance indicators? What are the metrics that I wanted them to drive to to bring the business to where we needed it to be? This whole message about delegation doesn't just apply to you, the founder or the CEO, it actually applies to all of your early hires as well if they're management material because you're bringing in a whole bunch of people to do things that you need done. You may be hiring someone and giving them the CTO title, but the truth is they're CTO and only coder at that point or something of that sort. But very quickly, they're gonna have to hire people and you'll need to teach them by example and by simply telling them that they need to delegate too. They're going to be building their own organizations, which they're at the top of, and the organization is gonna be growing down and away from them, and they'll need to be delegating furiously to make sure that those people are effective and they can stay focused on the strategic areas of their part of the business that then reports up to you. So each level of management as the company grows needs to be focused on delegating farther down in the organization, spreading that out, keeping the decision making and the doing as close to the base level of the organization as possible, and then making sure that they're maintaining guidance and able to have the time to focus at the higher levels, at the strategy, at the processes, at the things that will make this all run smoothly for the business as a whole. After all, you don't scale well, neither do your early employees. In fact, there's a famous saying about early employees that when one of them leaves, you always have to replace them with five or six people because it turns out they were doing so many different jobs. And ideally, they would have been doing more delegating earlier so they were focused strategically and you really could have a one-to-one -one replacement. Just never seems to work out that way. So. As you're building the business, you will come to a point where you feel like you're spread too thin. You are. Think about delegating. It's going to feel strange. It's gonna feel painful. You're going to watch people do things badly. Do it anyway. It is the only path to cross that threshold in your business to get to the next size, to allow you to grow and expand and get to the kind of company you eventually want to be running. Thanks for listening to this episode of Feel the Boot. I hope you found it useful and interesting, and if so, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. I also encourage you to check out our website at feeltheboot.com and our Feel the Boot YouTube channel with video versions of these podcasts. Finally, I would really appreciate it if you would share this information with other entrepreneurs. I'm trying to help as many people as possible. Till next time, ciao. Thank you.